What's up, guys? Welcome to Joyfully You Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lowe, and I'm so stoked for this episode. I am living right now in Tulum, Mexico. It's in Quintana Roo, and it is October 2020. And I was sitting um, at breakfast, and there's like a tropical thunderstorm coming through right now, and so they closed all like the doors to where the eating area is. So it kind of had this cool like cafeteria feel. And so everyone at the hostel that knows each other is all coming together, and we're all sitting down having breakfast. And I'm talking with my friend Justin, and Justin does something called the Limitless um, Chart. He creates he created this chart of all these different things that help create that sense of being limitless. And you know, the way that I see it in my verbiage is is empowered. It's a thing that's supporting people in becoming empowered. Um, you know, there's things on there like meditation, like no drinking, a good night's sleep, um, like all these different things that we know are good for us, but it's like a point system so you can start to track. And so we started talking about that because obviously I love like personal development stuff. And this is a huge reason why I travel in the first place is for cool conversations like this with people. Irony is he's from California, like he's from the OC. Um, but we start talking about like why like people say they want to do something, but they don't actually do it. Right. What's in that gap. And I was like, Oh, I'm, I love doing like market research and asking questions and seeing how other people talk about things because that supports me in supporting you. Right. That that's like the ongoing education and learning that I'm like forever committed to. And so I was like asking him, he's like, well, what do you, I asked him, what do you think's in the gap? And he started telling me about a, a girlfriend of his, like just a, you know, a platonic girl that's a friend, that she was like, oh my gosh, I love to learn so much. I want to start a gym here. And he's like, awesome, heck yeah. And then like later he saw her a couple weeks later, he's like, hey, like how's it going with starting the gym? And she's like, well, I don't even know what to do. Like I have no idea where to start. And, and so he was saying he, that he's like, I think some people just don't have that business sense to see the full picture. And in my mind, I'm like, yeah, she probably knew a step that could be taken. But the fear of doing and making a mistake, the fear of failing, the fear of looking dumb or new or whatever else like can be so like debilitating, it just kind of puts a paralysis mode on it. Or the internal belief hasn't quite matched up to that vision. Because if internally you don't feel like you're the type of person that can do that, then you will continue to not do that. You know what I mean? This is why like meditation and visualization and journaling and like kind of tapping into the mindset part of it is crucial. It's just as important as the action steps, right? Because creating that internal drive is what propels you to take that action. Um, And so we started talking about this and he's like, well, I think it's just self-doubt. He's like, or maybe it's, because in his mind, he's like, okay, well, let's go find out other people that are gym owners and learn from them. He's like, let's check out, you know, your competition. Let's find out what it would look like to rent a space. Let's go. He's like, go surround yourself with people who are already doing it. And he said that she totally lit up and was like, oh my gosh, that's such a good idea. I didn't even think of that. And so I think, yes, it's a mix of not knowing what steps to take next, but also a mix of needing to elevate the internal belief system to match up with the dream or desire or the goal or whatever it might be, right? For this girl that was owning her own gym. So this is, this, I guess this episode is, is about like, how do you overcome the, the fears and how it's more so how do you close the gap between where you are and where you want to be or a dream that you have? If you feel like it's just a pipe dream, or if it's a dream that's just, you know, oh, that would be so cool if I could do that, 
but. Whatever comes after the but is often the limiting belief. It's a belief that feels true because you've thought it so many times, but it isn't actually true. So then another girl at the table was like, oh my gosh, I keep getting all these messages from people saying, are you living in Mexico? Like, what the heck? How are you doing it? And we all at the table were like, it's easy. It's easy. Like traveling can seem so difficult because it's the unknown. It's scary. And we are so brainwashed in the United States to think that every other country is dangerous except our own. When I swear to you guys, I feel safer in Mexico than I do in the United States sometimes. Like it's, there's a certain level level of community, accountability, when people know each other, and also it's just, this is, the area of Mexico that I'm living in is the safest area in all of Mexico. Like the Yucatan and the Quintana Roo are known to be um, very safe. And so, but we're brainwashed to believe that everywhere else is scary, all of Mexico is scary, people that are different than us can be a threat or are a threat, and that we shouldn't trust people. You know, like that's kind of this subliminal narrative, or sometimes in our face narrative, that is being broadcasted to us. And so you need to know that if you want to travel, it is so much easier than you think. And oftentimes it is cheaper than the lifestyle that you're living in the United States, whether it's just wanting to go on a trip or wanting to actually go relocate to live somewhere remotely. Like if you want it bad enough, it you can have it. And if you feel like your family relationships will crumble because of it, I can let you know they won't because that was my biggest limiting belief and fear around starting something or living abroad or like, you know, having a hostel abroad. Like that was one of my dreams a long time ago is like creating that community. Um, But then I realized I didn't want to be stationary in one place. So I was like, okay, so the dream has evolved. (laughs) Um, But my, my belief around that was, yeah, but I can't because my family needs me. I can't fully relocate like that. Like it's not fair to them. Right. I, I had this belief that I couldn't have both, that I couldn't have amazing relationships with my family where they know I love them and support them and fulfill my life's dreams. Right. Which it, we can always have both. And I think that's where I really would like to gear the mindset of everyone that's listening, of you guys listening right now is, is you can have both. We have two hands for a reason. You can hold two things and relationships can evolve. We have technology now where we can FaceTime and we can message. And so, and you have to remember too, that when you put whatever it is that you want at the forefront of your life and you run like your feet are on fire and you challenge all of those internal battles and conversations to, to really like continue to find that voice. When you're on that journey, you commit yourself to that path. Everyone benefits. Because if you're living in alignment and you're living in your truth, you're going to be radiating joy and peace and contentment and this like internal fire that is contagious, that people feel it, that you will then maybe not even talking to someone, but inspire someone else to be bold and and live something in their truth simply because they see you doing it. So remember, every time you are doing something, you're giving permission to everyone else to do the same, you know, which is pretty cool. And so I think too, you know, going back to that story about the girl who wanted to start the gym, I think all of us know what the next steps would be, but our ex, oh yeah. And this brings us to another gentleman that was sitting at the breakfast table. He was like talking about, I don't even remember what author it is, but he was talking about, oh no, I do. uh, John B. John Peterson, I believe is his name. And his whole philosophy is lower your expectations of yourself. If you can lower your expectations of yourself, 
you are more likely to try without fear of failure or hesitation of not being able to meet the mark because we want to be able to succeed, right? We want to be able to hit the mark, check the box, complete it. Completion feels so good. Following through from beginning to end creates so much confidence. And so lowering the expectations makes it much more approachable to start and to it's and that's kind of the 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 philosophy that I always talk about is taking that messy action right um and so visualization is always a great step if is starting to visualize yourself doing or being that person doing that thing you'd love to do being that person helping the people you want to help like feeling the way you'd love to feel in your body like you know imagining like what if scenarios and allowing yourself to visualize it and if you've never done any meditation i highly recommend meditation um i'm gonna put the link in here i'm doing a little special where I'm letting you guys access the self-love meditation series that I created. And this meditation series is really powerful because it allows you to grow. There's a five minute, a 10 minute, 15, and then it gets into 30 and 35 where it starts to reprogram the subconscious um, self-talk. You know, it, I ask you to repeat different things. There's a couple different breath work. I'm guiding you through it. There's music. And so it allows you to go into somewhat of a trance. And when we start to change that internal self-talk from being, you know, our own inner critic and beating ourselves up and kind of being against ourselves, you know, that's really hard because there's an internal battle that's always happening. And so this is almost like, um, allowing the heart to speak and allowing the mind to rest and this like creates a deeper connection to um whatever you would call god or spirituality or a higher power or that infinite or the universe right it it allows the door to open to feel at peace where we can start to observe our thoughts we can start to slow it down where we're not chasing each one of them down to figure it out, but instead of seeing it, letting it come up and letting it go, practicing, letting it go, practicing, giving ourselves that time to focus on what our internal needs are and just calming our mind, giving ourselves permission to be still and knowing that it is productive, right? Because I know that I used to have like worries around that. I was like, is this even doing anything? This is dumb. But I promise you, it does make such a huge difference. And just life in general is so much easier when we create a practice of meditation. And it's not a one and done, right? It's a practice. It's the same thing like going to a gym. When you, when you go to a workout class, rarely... Are we like, I'm so excited for this class. It's like, okay, I'm going, let's do this. Maybe you're like having to drag yourself there. I've had many times where I'm like having to grab my own wrist and being like, let's go. Like parenting myself of like, we're going, it's not a negotiation, you know? And so it might not be excitement going in, but we always feel so fucking good when we walk out and we're done with the class. We feel that high from working out, from getting to sweat in. It's the same thing with meditation. We're always glad that we did it in the end, even if it wasn't comfortable in the beginning, middle, or the end, right? There's still this sense of 
I sat down, I mastered my mind today. And even if you didn't feel like you mastered it, because it's not about calming your thoughts, it's about detaching from them and taking a back seat in your mind to observe all of it coming in and out. And that's really what meditation is. So if you feel like, oh, I can't meditate because I can't still my thoughts, it's like, well, you have a wrong interpretation of what meditation is, so that's why it feels so difficult. And so my self-love meditation series does walk you through, like I'm guiding you through it, right? All you have to do is sit in a chair, relax your shoulders, and get some earphones and dedicate that 15 minutes to working out the mind. You know, think about if you're going to work out your physical body to keep in shape and to have a healthy long life. You need to do the same for your heart and your mind. So you can open up that communication flow between the two and it legit relaxes your physical body, which helps your immune system function properly. It helps the communication with your brain and that all of the, 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 um, brain waves that are happening when you start to get into a slower brain wave state creativity thrives imagination thrives immune system thrives everything thrives and then add stuff all around the inner critic and starting to heal that relationship with the self so you get to go from transforming from being an inner critic to a healing ally where you are your own healing ally you are your own source. You become your own drug, right? Like you start, this is where we can be uh, like self-healing holistically, be able to connect to that higher source. Um, Cause it's always available to us, but we have to sit down and make the time to do it. You know, we have to show up for it. So if that is something you're interested in, that's in the show notes. And so making sure that we are matching our internal world to reflect the external world that we want to experience. Because here's the thing, we can only create in our 3D world what we can visualize and imagine in the 5D world. So I, I call the 5D world like, you know, the spiritual realm, that that uh, unlimited consciousness, like that dreamland. And you can actually go so deep into meditation that it does become like a dreamland. And if you guys have ever seen The Matrix, like this is what the visualization is for me, is when Neo is with... Um, Mathis or Matthias or whatever his name is I don't remember when the two main characters are like in this white room where it's just blank it's an infinite possibility it's like the realm of quantum creation of anything is possible um and he's like oh I need guns and you know it's like all of them come in but that's what I imagine when I go deep into meditation is I imagine being in that white room where I'm like what would I like to create if anything is possible, what would I like to create? What is it those? What are those things that bring so much joy into my life? What is that thing I want to create? What is the impact I want to create? How do I want to feel in my body? How do I want to feel in my relationships? You know, what would I want for my best friend or my sister? Because if you ever find yourself wanting more for other people than you are wanting for yourself, then that's maybe a self-worth conversation that you get to look at is why would I see this person as worthy of this amazing thing, but not myself? Why not me? At what point, who told me I wasn't worthy of these things? Because whoever did was just projecting what they believed their own self-worth was, right? Um, we, our capacity, the more and more we like love on ourselves and have that ability to be unconditional with the love of like, I love myself even when. Whatever that thing is that you hate about yourself, I love myself even though, I love myself even when, I love myself with blank, you know? Um, being able to be unconditional with our love, it actually improves all of our relationships too because we will hold everyone around us. It's almost like there's this internal meter and it's, a refle it's reflected to everything, right? So if your 
love for yourself increases, then the capacity to love on other people also increases. If your judgment for yourself starts to decrease, then the judgment you project out to other people also starts to decrease. So you're more accepting. The more accepting you are of yourself, naturally, without any thought or effort, you are more accepting of the people around you. If you fear judgment from other people, a way you can start to heal that is to notice where you are judging other people. Because we have a fear of judgment when we are carrying judgment. So the more accepting and open and just like approaching life with curiosity versus is that right, is that wrong, is that okay, is it not okay, versus oh, look at this person's expression of how they see the world. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear it. Look at this person's expression of how they see the world. Like, what is your expression of how you see the world? And allow that to be your own without it being in competition with anyone else's. Because then, if you're not judging yourself, you're not judging other people. If you're not judging other people, you're not going to be judging yourself and fearing judgment from them. You know what I mean? So, oh, I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Um... Create that space in your internal world, and it will reflect in your external world. It always starts with meditation. It starts with visualization. It starts with how you feel inside your own body and your mind and that belief system, what you believe is possible. And if, if you got anything from this episode today, what I want to leave you with is 100% is possible 100% of the time. 100% is possible 100% of the time. Use this question throughout life and use it all the time. What's possible? what's possible. Whether you are at a restaurant or you are talking with your best friend or you are on the phone with a customer service or whatever, always ask, you know, what's possible? What's possible? This is really what I'm desiring. And that's the other part, actually. You, the desire needs to be really strong because if the desire isn't strong and you haven't tapped in and reconnected to the heart with what that desire is in life and what those desires are that you're wanting to create in your life. We got to tap into that desire constantly because that becomes the fire, right? And a fire can burn and transform and completely change things. It's a transformative element. And so when you have a fire to, you know, create this desire that you have for your life, Anything staying in your way will be burned and transformed just like a fire does with wood. It turns it to ash. So just know that the desire will carry you. Stop focusing on the problems that you need to fix in order to take action. Instead, take action and focus on the desire. You see how they could be so different? It could be really easy to be like, oh my gosh, I need to heal this. I need to heal this. Oh my gosh, I didn't realize I have this issue too, right? Because with personal development, we get open to this whole new world of things. And all of a sudden, the perfectionist kicks in and we're trying to fix all these issues. But instead, it's not about fixing the issues. It's about having the awareness of them and loving them anyways. Be like, oh, interesting that I have a tendency to do that. Oh, interesting that I tend to shut down when that happens. Oh, interesting that I tend to get anxiety whenever people talk about that, you know? And then this is the powerful question. What do I want instead? How do I want to act instead? Who do I want to be instead? And then when we're using the practice of meditation, it makes it much easier to allow situations and experiences to come in and then giving ourselves permission to let them go. 
When we aren't practicing meditation, it's like every thought becomes sticky and we're sticking onto it and holding onto it. And it's all becoming globby and just so much is going on in this internal chatter. You might even be getting physical symptoms like headaches if you are overthinking so much and letting yourself get overwhelmed. It's an art to allow a thought to come up, not to make it mean something about you because not all thoughts are real. They're not all true and factual. Like some of them just come out of fucking nowhere and they're just fears or ideas or imaginations or whatever. Allowing a thought to come up and then allowing it to go. Being able to discern, is this serving me or not? And if it's not serving you, allowing yourself to shift. And if you feel like you absolutely cannot unhook from that thought, take a nap. Go for a walk, put on a song, and move your body, right? I always talk about the four M's, music, movement, meditation, and mantras. The four M's will always help you unhook from a negative thought that you feel like is gaining momentum and you want to slow it down, okay? It like resets your attention, it resets your, what, you're, what you're focusing on. So what you create in your internal world will materialize and reflect in your external world. So be very aware of focusing on what you do want instead of what you don't. Focusing on the desire. The desire is your fire. Oh my gosh, that's like really good. The desire is your fire. The fire will burn and transform anything that's standing in the way as long as you keep the desire and the why at the forefront of your mind and know that you are worthy of it and that there's nothing too big or too small because 100% is possible 100% of the time, okay? I love you guys so much. My name is Kelsey Lowe. I am your host. And you are listening to Joyfully You Podcast. If you like this episode, if you know a friend that needs to hear it, go ahead and send it to her, send it to him. Um, and if you really love this episode, it means so much to me when you take a screenshot, post it to your story, and tag me in it. And so I could be able to connect with you as well see which episodes you guys are liking, right? Because it always helps me grow the show and make it even better. So I love you guys so much. Thanks for tuning in and I will see you next time.